The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Grammar. It's exhausting, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you were just telling me how you want to take a nap from telling, doing what I would normally do of telling people don't have your sentences end in prepositions. Right. So should we now take like a 10-minute break and just let people listen to like the theme song over and over hey, again while hey, we nap? You know what? You've probably caught us in previous episodes trying correcting ourselves and it's it is exhausting. Yeah. It's it we've created a monster. I've created the monster and I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, are we still connected? Yeah, we're still connected. Oh, good. I just hope that we're good from now on because this I don't know whether it's I think it's it's the port. It's one of my USB ports. Is that code? No, it's a USB, no, it's a USB, port. USB port. Okay. No, okay. <laughs> it's on the left side. Okay. Because I always plug it into my. Um, I have a multiple hub USB port. Now that's code. That is totally code. Yeah. <laughs> Where a bunch of USBs, into which a bunch of USBs go. I see. Oh man. And 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 uh, I think we're I think we're good now. Okay. For those of you who don't know, we lost audio because my thing disconnected. Now that's that's totally, totally code. Yeah. Totally code. Okay, good. Good. Speaking of code, welcome to how you play the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Fingers crossed here, guys. Oh, the OSA Foundation Incorporated, yours truly Jack for along with you as we talked about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is episode eighty eight, the Doug Eddings of all episodes. <laughs> um I knew it. This is <laughs> <laughs> Doug Eddings is a major league umpire who wears number eighty-eight. That's we were just making. And eighty-eight's my favorite number. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, where are we? Oh, this is the first of the episode. Wow, the first episode of the month of July. I need a nap. I, I don't know yeah. about you. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing too is it's this rainy, dreary day, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. So if you if you weren't tired already, you're tired now. Yeah, I'm exhausted. You know? What a day this yeah. has been. So, um, first episode, month of July, year is 2021. Website is osafoundation.org. Facebook.com slash osafoundation. Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. Email is podcast at osafoundation.org. My social security number is 12345. My pin is 12345. That's the kind of pin that an idiot would put on his luggage. That's the same combination I have on my luggage. <laughs> Hey, we're in person. We are in person, which is, uh, I don't know, choose your own adjective. Interesting. Uh, that's, uh, that's what you came up with? I, well, no, no. Uh, it's, it's, that's, that's, that's with which what you came up? <laughs> oh, my God. That is what you, that is what, whatever. 
I, Why did you choose that? There, is that better? <laughs> did I blow out the, the computer you and the USB? Sh- you and... sure did. Good. Good. Don't worry. We're still going. Oh, okay. Oh, thank God. I'm sure we've lost our entire audience by now. We say that all the time. I, if, if you are actually still listening... We got to send you a, a, a medal. Or a gift basket or something. something. Yeah. 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 So, so, so the first person who is still listening to this podcast, uh, who emails the show and sends us the uh, phrase, quote, go take a nap, end quote, mm-hmm. will get a nice basket of goodies courtesy of the OSA Foundation. Get out of here, really? No, yeah, we'll do it. Okay. We'll do it. Okay. Just to see if anybody's actually listening. Okay. All right. That's that's a cool incentive. I yeah, like there it. There you go. There you go. We're like you just a, came up with that off the top of your head. We're like a radio station, only okay. completely different. <laughs> we're like a radio station, except not at yeah, all like a radio exactly. station. <laughs> it's like a hockey rink, you know? That's that's how much a radio station that debuts a couple weeks after they record. Right. Yeah. Which is basically what radio stations are, are they not? Yeah. Well, no. Well, not if the shows are pre-taped. Well, yeah. It's called NPR, my friend. Right. Okay. okay. Yeah, right. But <laughs> not that I listen, but right. I know how it works. By the way, it's not July yet. It's actually October. It's We're <laughs> we actually... Record the, we record this in the future? <laughs> no, in the past. It's oh. October of 2018. Oh. So uh, don't tell us... Uh, about Dogecoin. Dogecoin. Oh, actually, no. Tell us about Dogecoin. Don't tell us so we can invest. Although yeah. now it's not doing so. Don't well. tell us about um, like eighteen cents. The uh, the 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 teams in Major League Baseball that may or may not be cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's absolutely no way that a pandemic could ever hit. Here's the thing: Jack is in 2018, but I'm in t- 2004. So we're there's like a rift between us. This is why we were having issues with the audio. Oh, okay. Wasn't it, I feel like that was an Aqua Teen episode where the, the, the drunk mechanical turkey from the future is like, don't step well, in the time rift. And he's really just behind the curtains. Right. <laughs> right. Get out of the time rift. You're messing up the time rift. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. Um, I'm, yeah, so I'm in my sophomore year of college right now. Okay, I'm in my junior year. No, you're in 2018. Oh, that's right. I'm... Uh, I'm still a loser. So you're. <laughs> <laughs> Want to take a nap? <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, we're listen. We're doing this now because you're going to be on vacation. Yes. And I'm going to be. I'm going up to New Paltz. And I'm and I'm going to be uh, celebrating New York. Um, a birthday for a week. So we were like, I'll you be know, there. Yeah, I know. For the whole week? No. For, no, no. For one night. We're going to have a sleepover. Right. For a week. Right. And we're going to play a lot of Nintendo 69. And, I'm sorry, Nintendo 88. <laughs> that's that's impossible. <laughs> Me fail English? That's impossible. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Um, so, we got stuff to talk about today. Okay. So, so first, Sean, you... Oh, I should introduce you, Sean. Our producer engineer is Mr. Sean Ryan. Hello, Sean. You ass. Yeah. Should we take a nap? Is that the title of the episode? Go take a nap. You know, maybe go take an eighty-eight minute nap. I've done that. It it leaves me just enough charged to get through the day, so I can go back to sleep at the regular time. 
Exactly 88 minutes. Yeah. 88, I've done that. Really? 88 minutes per nap instead of 88 beats per minute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've done that. Okay. When are we going to start measuring time in naps? This nap goes as fast as 88 minutes per nap. <laughs> So each nap is 88 minutes and we... Yeah. So... How long does it take to bake this thing? Two and a half naps. <laughs> All right. So that's 88 times two plus 44. Is that what That's how many minutes? Okay. Got it. All right. Got it. Good. It's like moles in uh, chemistry class. Remember moles? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Made up. Well, it's not made up, but... Just units of measurement. Yeah. It's a series of tubes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like getting paid in a new currency called yachts. I get paid in yachts. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty expensive yeah. Cur- currency. Yeah. How much does this gig pay me? One yacht. Wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. But then I get nailed on the capital gains tax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what that's what gets you. That's how they get you. That's how they get that's you. That's how they get you. So, so you know, stuff has been happening in the world of sportsmanship where we keep like wanting to talk about stuff, mm-hmm. and then something else comes up, and we're like, "Oh, great, that's kind of time sensitive, so we yep. got to talk about that." Um, and so, I send you stuff all the time. Yeah, so I've got like a backlog of things i feel like an idiot saying like hey i know that that idea that you gave me is killer we got to do this one now instead I feel right. like, oh my god you can only do that like you know 13 or 14 times before someone starts thinking I, i'm noticing a trend you know right. so so i promised we gotta we gotta get some of that back yeah and and so we kind of compromised today because something else did occur okay but i felt it was important that in the in the name of good sportsmanship, we we look at a topic that you had suggested to me, and you yes. had, you had brought it up a couple of times to me in passing, like we got to do this, and I was like, yeah, we totally have to do yep. it. So, um, Sean Sean mentioned this randomly one day where he said, "We will rock you," and I'm like, uh, the Queen song or the anthem that was pronounced during that war that hasn't happened yet because we're in the past and some of us are in the future. Right. You know? It's confusing. It was very confusing. We Get out of the time rift. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> and he said, no, the Queen song. I said, okay, what about it? He said, bad sportsmanship. Should we cancel the song? And then I kind of looked at him like, are you going to tee off now or what? Because <laughs> there is a foursome behind us waiting. <laughs> Can you hit it straight, please, for the love of God? No, I can't. Um, but if you think about it, you know, we, we all kind of associate the song with sports. Sporting events. It is it is a sporting anthem. To Played at all degree. levels of yeah, sports. Exactly. Professional, collegiate. Um, you know, the, the, the percussive nature of the boom, boom, clap, mm-hmm. stomp, stomp, clap, if you will, is like a... War song. It's it's a microcosm of of a of a you know a cheer that is played at many sporting events. They mm-hmm. don't even go into the song. They just play those three percussive hits, right? And people get into it. Um, and and 
I was like, you know what? You might have something here, but let's see how we can look at this. So let's start with Sean. Read for us Mm -hmm. using perfect diction. Oh. The lyrics. Perfect diction. To the tune. Okay. So that we can know exactly what they are and start Mm -hmm. to dissect this argument. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah, I think I can do that. All right. Don't fall asleep. Here are the lyrics to We Will Rock You, a song by Queen. Buddy, you're a boy. Make a big noise. Playing in the street. Gonna be a big man someday. You got mud on your face. You big disgrace. Kicking your can all over the place, singing with an apostrophe. Right. We will, we will rock you. Okay. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're a young man, hard man, shouting in the street, gonna take on the world someday. You got blood on your face. You big disgrace, waving your banner all over the place. We will, we will rock you. Sing it, exclamation point. We will, we will rock you. Yeah. Buddy, you're an old man, poor man, pleading with your eyes. Gonna get you some peace someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Somebody better put you back into your place. Do it! Exclamation point. We will, we will rock you. Yeah, yeah, come on. We will, we will rock you. All right, louder! Exclamation point. We will, we will rock you. One more time. We will, we will rock you. Yeah. I feel like you just like recited a psalm. No? Should I become a minister? I don't know. (laughs) That's a bad thing if I do that. Knowing you, yeah. Um, You know, my initial thought. You ever, you ever, I can't remember were they, what commercials they were where they would make fun of the songs where you had no idea what the lyrics are mm-hmm. and you're just singing these random words and then they're yeah. like, what are you singing? And yeah. then they bring up the actual words. Uh-huh. This is the type of a song where it's like, I don't think anybody truly knows the lyrics mm-hmm. until you actually do what you did yeah. and look at them and they're like, oh, good. Because I'll never remember these except for the we will, we will rock you part because right. that's pretty much all we need. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that I find that funny first mm-hmm. of all. That it's it's you know, we we, we as a society uh, allow ourselves to uh, popularize songs where we can't even understand the lyrics sometimes. Oh, I, you know? I it's hard for me to it's hard for me to understand lyrics in general. Because people don't have good diction when they there, sing. Uh, there was an old argument and not maybe not that old, maybe like twenty years old or so, where they said like it's not good music if you can't understand the lyrics. Hmm, like that's if, interesting. If you, if, if, like it's it, it, it's it was very grotesque and overreaching, but I, I understand the point behind that, which is, you know, if 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 your style 
and your sound and everything is something where the lyrics are not easily understood mm-hmm. by the the listener right what exactly are you trying to do here you know it's mm-hmm. at, at that point it's not about the music it's not about the message it's not about the experience you know or maybe it's it's just there's something else going on here right you know it yep. becomes it, you know it becomes a um what's the word i'm thinking it it, it, it just becomes a like a placeholder for mm-hmm. something you know and whatnot but that's not really a a, a sportsmanship thing that's no it's kind of a thing to note um as i'm hearing you recite these Mm -hmm. the first thing one of the things i'm thinking because the first thing i already said already yeah but i'm starting to think like what were they writing like like there's there's a part of me that's like like literally thinking like who what who looked at this right how many quality control people saw these lyrics on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and said, let's go to the studio. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, like there are so many other things where, like, you know, you look at the lyrics, oh, this is gold, baby, we gotta do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Walken telling Blue Oyster Cult that he needs more cowbell. Okay, that that makes more sense to me than, than this, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like... What? Why? Right. Like what? Like, but again, it's not really good or bad sportsmanship. It's just more of like that. Really? That's it. Um, Come on, Brian Harold May. Yeah, <laughs> Brian May. Um, where do you want to start with this? Well, let's work our way down. Okay. Playing the street, gonna make a big man someday. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Let's right. start. Can I? Can well, I mean, calling someone a big disgrace. Well, let's go with this. Yeah, that phrase, mm-hmm. "You got mud on your face, you big disgrace," mm-hmm. is used in every stanza. Is it not? Every verse. Uh, the second not- verse is "You got blood on your face." Okay. So there's you got something on your face. Okay, so there's there is a line about having one's face smeared with something mm-hmm. and then being called a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why they didn't use you got egg on your face. I, well, I mean, but that's the, not that's not as punchy. I no, guess. it's really not. <laughs> You got egg on your face. No, no, that's. I would. That would. We should make our own version. I was going to say at this point, it's like you know, yeah. Gonna, there's going to be a real mature version mm-hmm. later of the different things that are going to be on people's faces. Um, have we been canceled? No. No. Okay. Then we'll keep going. Um, what is it about these lyrics that that has to be repeated? Because here's the other thing too. The way I heard the stanzas going into the refrain, mm-hmm. the verses going into the refrain, is the story seems to be telling um, an observer watching someone else be in the, you know, the arena, the streets, mm-hmm. if you will, and they're the ones that are being pompous and aggressive and arrogant, and those pompous, aggressive, arrogant ones are the ones who are claiming we will rock you. Mm-hmm. So there's actually almost a confusing nature between the lyrics of this of the people in the story of the song because mm-hmm. there's an outsider who you might think is the quote unquote home team 
describing what's going on to the visiting team mm-hmm. that what you're doing which is and the visiting team is saying we will rock you back to the home team mm-hmm. so right there there's a level of confusion that shows that we as a society have no idea what we're talking about mm-hmm. when it comes to this song was that the original intent like what what yeah, what exactly was supposed <clears throat> to happen here hmm. because fast forward to the present day and you can drop the needle wherever you want this song is used as a stadium anthem right the crowds could not care less about the verse they come in and and the volume goes up and everything at the refrain mm-hmm. it, the, the the verse becomes secondary if not tertiary to the percussive rhythms of mm-hmm. boom boom chick so to speak right. and the we will rock you refrain yeah so so it speaks to me that we as a society just accept a certain convention without thinking about it all too frequently. Hmm. We think, well, everyone else is doing it. This must be the thing to right. do. And that that goes back to the root of sportsmanship. You know, is that we, we feel like just because something is convention means that it's right to be done. We're like, no, you, you wouldn't do that to other people in regular circumstances. So why do we allow that to be done here, for right. example? You know, mm-hmm. there's all those different things about that. So there's several layers to this. Yeah, that's the first layer that I that I sense. What mm-hmm. do you think about that? Yeah, I, that's I haven't thought about that in terms of, you know, to whom this song was directed. Right. Um, but to me, I look at the lyrics, which I guess is the second layer. Mm hmm. Or the layer a step below it, and I look at the lyrics, and they're ver- they're they're grating. Yeah, you know it's, you know to to me like the reason why I mentioned it, and I sort of mentioned it as a joke. Yeah, kind of at first, but then when you blood on your face, yeah, you big disgrace. Like that's no way to, I mean, in in if you use that song in the context of friendly competition it's not so friendly anymore no, it when becomes you describe those yeah. things and you're it just doesn't it it just doesn't something about it sort of rubs me the wrong way I get it. if you think about if you think really think about it i don't mind the the boom boom clap yeah i don't mind that the stomp, stomp, clap. Whatever. However, I call the boom, boom, chick, chick or something, whatever. Yeah, like it's a That's bass drum. Yeah, rotation. bass drum and and snare drum. Um, but you know, I don't mind the percussive nature of it, mm-hmm. which I think that's what most people. I think that's what most people recognize. Yeah, that's the that, most recognizable part right, of it. As you said, so so I think the lyrics are secondary or tertiary, as you said. But my thing is that if you you dissect the lyrics and you talk about their purpose they're kind of harsh if you let's 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 back up a second and not go as deep as i did with my first argument here about the confusion mm-hmm. the confusing nature of of this and the convention that we just assume i mean that's kind of, that's i think that's kind of a deeper thing here than mm-hmm. than where you're going right um the 
you know the 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 nature of the lyrics though in this in this fashion beg the question let's if we if we make the general assumption of what you are suggesting and that is that these lyrics are exceptionally aggressive violent and violent okay yeah um why have we not canceled the song right. so to speak okay when you compare this in reality to a lot of what else is going on in the world mm-hmm. you know why is it that this song which for lack of a better term promotes poor sportsmanship in that scenario mm-hmm. um why does it why have we not stopped that right which again goes back to convention mm-hmm. why is it that in real life and i use that term very broadly you mm-hmm. know very obtusely um that uh we 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 have to have the cancel culture telling us what we can and cannot say mm-hmm. or do or think or anything like that but as soon as we get into sports when it comes to cheering for your team or making sure that your team is winning or anything like that we we turned a, a blind eye. We turned that blind eye as if to say, convention has always told us we're allowed to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not okay if I walk down the street and beat the living hell out of my neighbor. Mm-hmm. But according to this logic, if I go with my neighbor to a ball game mm-hmm. and we're rooting for opposite teams. I could have a whole section of people cheering me on as I beat the living hell out right. of my out of my neighbor. Right. Okay. Again, that's not an endorsement of it. No. That's to say we have a gross disconnect because of convention. Yeah. And I I I definitely think there is a, a point to your your statement, which is if we are so quick to cancel things in this culture, which mm-hmm. is in itself a level of poor sportsmanship, why have we not canceled the song that is poor sportsmanship? And can I say something else? Please do so. That's First of all, that's a great question. And secondly, if you, go, if you jump down to the bottom, pleading with your eyes, going to get some peace someday, which to me means like death is around the corner. Yeah. Death. Death, which is kind of harsh. You got mud on your face, you big disgrace. Somebody better put you back into your place. That's that's probably that's that's oppression. That is that that is that's oppressive. That is that is oppressive language. That is why are we why are we endorsing that kind of language? That is probably and that's probably the most direct line of the the verses. You know the refrain we kind of is is very is very direct of what mm-hmm. they're trying to say, but you know we were looking at this like who wrote this stuff, you mm-hmm. know, and and we get to that part, right? Those, that last part of the last stanza of the verse of the third verse there, and that's really the most clear cut part of it. And mm-hmm. what's funny is that probably doesn't get the most play because if you go to a stadium, if you go to a game and they're playing this, you might get only a little bit into the song before mm-hmm. they go do something else. Right. You know, action starts again or right. whatever the case may be. Um, and similarly, 
because people are so quick to just latch on to the percussive nature of the song mm-hmm. and the refrain. They forget about they everything completely else. completely zone out for everything else. So to me, like, in, in, our, in our society today, we're very careful not to offend certain groups of people depending on their viewpoints or depending on their situation Mm -hmm. depending on their identity but when you have this kind of language in a song put you back in your place I mean wouldn't you think that would trigger some people right why haven't they called to to cancel cancel this yeah Yeah. We, we live in a cancel culture which is permeated with poor sportsmanship where Guilt and shame are quite prevalent when you don't adhere to the demands of the group, but they are very specific demands. They're very, very stringent um, rubrics, if you will, of of fitting in, you know, and and they don't make a lot of sense because then when you find exceptions like this and they just gloss over it and it's not like this is a random song that we found on the internet that Mm. nobody has ever heard okay this is a very popular song that has staying power Mm -hmm. okay this song has been around for a while Queen is rolling in royalties right. partly due to this song. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so it's it's not like this is just us coming up with some obscure argument here. We we are not I wouldn't say attacking, but we are examining something that's right under our mm-hmm. noses. You know? I actually <clears throat> excuse me. I have another example actually okay. that I just thought of. All right. The Star-Spangled Banner. Played at every game. Well, you know that there have been plenty... There have been more arguments about the Mm Star-Spangled Banner um, by people who have suggested that we... It it is racist, Mm -hmm. that we don't sing it, and uh, and that... I think, if, if, if I remember correctly, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think the the parts of the argument that are used is... Are that... It's not the first verse, which is what we. It's the next it's, three. It's, it's the next three that are yes. that are troublesome, and when and we only know the first verse as our. Can I recite anthem. it, please? Okay, I'll do the whole thing. Okay, you want me to stand during it? No, it's okay. All right. Oh, say can you see, by the dawn's early light, what so proudly we hailed, at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars. Through the perilous fight, or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming. That's a question, by the way. There's a lot of questions in this. And the rocket's red glare, the bomb bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, oh, say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave. Another question. Now, before you get to verse two, should we sing the version from the Naked Gun? We'll save that for after. Okay. The podcast. Please continue. This is the second verse that's never sung. On the shore, dimly seen through the mists of the deep, where the foe's haughty host in dread silence reposes. What is that which the breeze? Good grammar. 
o'er the towering steep, as it fitfully blows, half conceals, half discloses, question. Now it catches the gleam of the morning's first beam, in full glory reflected now shines in the stream. These are actually really pretty lyrics. Tis the star-spangled banner, O long may it wave, o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave, exclamation point. These are better lyrics so far than we will rock you. Right. And where is that band who so vauntingly swore that the havoc of war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more? question their blood has washed out their foul footsteps pollution no refuge could save the hireling and slave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner in triumph doth wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave okay now in verse three we're getting into some Mm, of this stuff i understand now this is verse four okay oh thus be it ever when free men shall stand between their loved home and the war's desolation exclamation point blessed with victory and peace may the heaven rescued land praise the power that hath made and preserved us a nation exclamation then conquer we must when our house when our cause it it is just and this be our motto in god is our trust and the star-spangled banner in triumph shall wave o'er the land of the free and the home of the brave okay so really like really carefully crafted lyrics very Kind of pretty. When you consider lyrics. when you consider when they were written, the the language was quite different to say the least. Mm-hmm. You know, the the use of the English language uh, was a, a bit more poetic. You know, than than what we have now, and and that's kind of a subjective term, right. I think. But now let's. These are both anthems. Yes. One is a stadium anthem used in sporting events. The mm-hmm. other is our is our country's anthem, national anthem, anthem. national yeah. anthem, played also at sporting, sporting events, events. Although it's just verse one, but these lyrics are pretty violent too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it it's just it's there. Let it me. It speaks to the violent. I think it speaks. May I say? Please. It speaks to the violent nature of 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 humanity. Mm-hmm. And how we cling to it and we gravitate towards it, but it it it's I just find it interesting. Let me give you this one: the Star Spangled Banner has a certain context to it mm-hmm. that We Will Rock You does not. Yes. Okay. The Star Spangled Banner is written and presented as art around the context of war. And it is, for all intents and purposes, a revolutionary war, mm-hmm. okay? The, it, it, not, not that we promote war, mm-hmm. but in terms of human history and the history of our nation, you know, the, that war has a meaning because it gave us our freedom. Mm-hmm. Okay, and again, we're not here to debate politics from that standpoint, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to place it in a context where if you surround that song, those those lyrics with that war, 
suddenly it takes on a greater meaning. We will rock you. Like, pull up the Wikipedia page for We Will Rock You, okay? Okay. If it has one. I assume it does. We will rock you. Does it have one? Yes. Okay. Now, as you scan this page, is there any information on there that catches your eye about background information or anything like that? Well, it says it's a stadium anthem. Okay. Pop became a popular stadium anthem. Um, we Will Rock You and We Are the Champions were written in response to an event that occurred during... A day at the races tour, the band played at Stafford's Bingley Hall, and according to Brian May, we did an encore and went then went off. And instead of just keep clapping the song, instead of, instead of just keeping clapping, instead of just keeping clapping, come on, grammar. <laughs> they sang "You'll Never Walk Alone" to us, and we were just completely knocked out and taken aback. It was quite an emotional experience, really, and I think these chant things are in a way connected with that um there's a music video well we're on a podcast so we'll show the music video and you guys can yeah. just anyone can look that up <laughs> um nothing that hold on wait a minute because the context that you're providing so far through Wikipedia, which we know is the world's greatest site. It's, yeah, there's nothing alluding to an actual war. There, the, whatever, any background that you were provided through Wikipedia for this song does not seem to hold the same gravitas right. as the war that gave us our independence. Would See, you agree? I, yeah, okay. so in, in a, can I surmise this in a way where we have, so the Star Spangled Banner was written to honor our freedom uh, from, the, from, from a tyrannical government, right? Mm -hmm. And we have turned that into sort of a, an anthem of peace in a way. Yeah. Whereas We Will Rock You maybe wasn't intended to be, it, it wasn't intended to promote violence, but we now repurpose that for an aggressive for, for, nature. For an aggressive nature. Yeah. So they like they go in opposite directions. Yeah. And they were written, they were they were used in a way that was different from what they from what they were intended. It's interesting. It just seems like yeah. the, what you I, said about we will rock you is such that it was just like, oh yeah, we are inspired by what happened when we played this gig, and that's where this came from. Hmm. You know, um, which is not as powerful, dare I say, mm -hmm. as the Revolutionary War. Right. You know, um, I understand some of the nature of uh, that some people have with perhaps some of the lyrics later in the anthem, mm -hmm. in the national anthem. But again, if you put it in context, and it's not like we promote those you know verses two through four and 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 
publicize them as our national anthem. You right. know, our na- I, I think our national anthem is basically assumed to be just that first verse. Yes. Okay. Because it, it's from the poem. Right. By Francis Scott Key. Correct. Set to music. Right. As a result, you know, the, yeah. the other verses, if, if, let's put it this way. If those other verses were part of our national anthem... That'd be a long national anthem. We would anthem. have a long anthem before every sporting event, okay? okay. Um, so anyway, uh, when we look at the remainder of the poem... For, oh, let me back up a second. First of all, we have to put into context the fact that we're only using that first stanza mm-hmm. for the national anthem, right. okay? So if you're going to call foul... Mm-hmm. With with that with those lyrics and saying it shouldn't be our national anthem, it's well, not. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Um, is it associated with it? Yes, there is an association. But but then if you look at the argument, not to interrupt. No, but if you do. look at the argument with "We Will Rock You," people have completely glazed over those lyrics right. and associate it with it the percussive nature of it. Then they forgot the lyrics. Yeah. So then there is. There's sort of a similar disconnect. It's amazing how many parallels exactly. there are to each to each one. It's almost like a like a Star Wars ring theory, if you will. Yeah, you know where uh-huh. it goes in one direction this way, and it parallels it and mirrors it in the exact opposite direction this way. Well, so, uh, we might do a well, we should do a podcast on that on Star Wars ring theory. Yeah, I'm going to take an 88 minute nap. <laughs> first, all right. Um, you know, another thought that I had. For people who still cry foul over the, uh, the, the, the the remaining verses of the national anthem that do not get sung. I guess I should properly say the verses two through four of the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, the term slave that is used in that, mm-hmm. I hear that as a contextual... Um, reference if you will because not that not that slavery is correct or morally acceptable but at that time it was it was and actually necessary for our economy yes um again that doesn't mean we promote it no that by today's standards it's absolutely deplorable but 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 we would be foolish to ignore the fact that it did occur at that time mm-hmm. and that and that that is something that we teach we right. you know and we teach it because we 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 want people to know our history and we want people to know that we don't do it anymore right okay but um we can't just like have a riot over the fact that that happened like that 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 i mean it, it's just going to be what it's going to be mm-hmm. you know um that's like that's like the uh, the Family Guy episode where uh, Brian and Stewie are on uh, road to Europe, and they're in Germany, mm-hmm. and they're on the the, the tour in Germany, and mm-hmm. they're like, um, why is everything blank here during the times of World War II? Everyone was on vacation, right? You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, but you you committed mass atrocities. We were all away. Okay, um, I bring that up because if you look. at at um, texts from various uh, spiritual songs, mm-hmm. uh, church hymns, things like that, uh, things that might have like a, like a sacred nature to them, similar terminology is used, mm-hmm. okay? And we let it go. 
because of its sacred context. But it's not let, it's not that it's being said that we continue to promote slavery today. Just like the those verses of the Star Spangled Banner have nothing to do with promoting slavery today. Mm-hmm. Okay, the the slavery stuff that gets talked about in those sacred hymns. Are, have a much deeper symbolic meaning about you know religion and spirituality and 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 even the historical context of the biblical times mm-hmm. you know but we just let that go right you know yeah so so the I, I guess the overarching point is that the cancel culture is very inconsistent and very Half the time they don't even know what they're angry about. Exactly. It's it's it becomes very hypocritical. Right. It's the whole And it's not just one group of people that I mean, it comes from both extremes. It I comes think. from it can come from anywhere. Right. There's no rhyme it, there's or no, reason. There's no it's just it it doesn't it doesn't matter what political affiliation or what someone's viewpoint is, whether it's left or right, it doesn't matter. Yeah. From the extreme ends, it, each side wants to cancel the other. It's, it's it just you don't you can't live in a world like that. Right. It's the old. I've used this this term. I've used this argument a couple of other times in various different subjects. But it's the it's the uh, the Princess Leia Tarkin argument that I use, which is the more you tighten your grip, mm-hmm. the more faults th- slips through your fingers. And and that's the same thing here. Is that as the cancel culture or any sect of it tightens their grip over something saying we can't have x y and mm-hmm. z the more exceptions to the rule we're going to find right the more things we're going to be like but we like that do we have to get rid of that well according to this argument we do but we like that you know like like that that kind of stuff where people are going to be caught between a rock and a hard place right with that kind of stuff well it's like you know it's like <clears throat> It's like your racist uncle at the Thanksgiving Day table, right? Drunk uncle. Drunk uncle. Yeah. Drunkle. 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 If he brings up something that's stupid, right, mm-hmm. and you try to argue with him, you're going to only further entrench him in his own viewpoints. Whereas if you just ignore him, he's going to eventually get up and go to the other room. Yeah. You know, it. it's... It's like, and that I feel kind of falls in the same sort of realm. I get it. You yeah. know, it, you're you're just making the matter worse. It's not like these people are forcing things on you where that's really infringing upon your liberties. Right. You know, now if that's the case, that's a different story. Yeah. You know? It's like, and this reminds me of uh, the drunk uncle skit from SNL that Bobby <laughs> Moynihan uh, used to do so well. Um he would start singing random pop songs in the middle of, of <laughs> being drunk and whatnot. I remember one time he's, he's just sitting there, he's half asleep and he's drinking and he goes, I hate these blurred lines. Only blurred line I know about is our border with Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 and I start, I lost. I was like, oh my God, that's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> Trunk uncle, you can't say that, you know. Oh man, um, but yeah, no. It 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 really speaks to the idea that just so much of this is not thought through. It's it's reactionary and contextual. You know, like we don't look at context. Yeah, 
a lot of we times. Don't, we, don't, we don't take a step back <clears throat> and figure out why we feel the way mm-hmm. that we feel. We don't try and become empathetic. We, we become automatically triggered. And, you know, I can speak from experience that when, when we are triggered uh, over something, you know... You, and it happens. It happens to everyone. And, and there's nothing... I mean, you, there's nothing wrong with being triggered because it it happens to everyone yes if there's if there's something traumatic that you've experienced in life everyone's experiences are different exactly. we're all individuals the psychology of this is speaking such... for others is speaking for others is not always the best of it's, choices it's almost never the best yeah. of choices because you don't know what that person has gone through no. through what that person has gone yes i see what you did there mm-hmm. um <laughs> but but you're you're absolutely right. We we when we become triggered and we don't take the time to examine the psychology of what is going on, we react. Um, I don't know if I would say inappropriately, but perhaps prematurely, misguided, yes, misdirection. Yeah, um, many things that trigger us like that do not require time sensitive reactions. Uh, and and we need to take a step back and instead of redirecting our anger outwards, start asking questions of why did this happen? Why does this concern me? Why am I angry? Exactly. Like like did something happen to me that causes that that has triggered this? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is just like psychology one hundred and one. This is not an advanced topic, right? That. You need a, you know, where you need a doctorate to understand it. It's, you know, it's 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 very very simple to understand that when when we feel triggered over something, there, it, you know, it's it's not just an honorable good fight all the time. There's there's got to be a reason behind it, you know. Um, and that doesn't mean that the ends justify the means. That doesn't mean that the person is right or wrong. It doesn't mean any of that stuff. Right. There's a lot of stuff out there that might have been started because of someone being triggered where we may have gotten something really, really good out of it. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so we're not trying to cast that net and say, oh, this is bad. Okay, right. it's, it's more of a plea, I think, based upon the examination of these, these songs and, and their corresponding lyrics to say convention alone is not enough to uh, dictate policy and we each need to be a bit more conscious uh, of what's going on around us and and why it's happening. Would that be the best way to say it, you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, And, you know, looking at context... You know, you can't just you can't just place everything into a cookie cutter mold. Yeah. And say, "Oh, you said the word slave." Up, oh, canceled. Yep, exactly. Well, wait, what? Yeah. In what context? What like the the word slave? It's a it's a word in the dictionary. There's there. <laughs> you know, there's like it's so it's, many comedians who come out with that and say. The words and sound, the sounds that I make with my mouth have no meaning unless you put the meaning there, mm. you know? And, and, and they say that because when they come up with a joke, 
the purpose is not necessarily to always be offensive. Yes, there are comedians who work offensive material specifically mm-hmm. for that reason. Um, but it's kind of like being, you know, Mel Brooks in History of the World Part One. He's a stand-up philosopher. Right. You know, so much of comedy is mm-hmm. philosophy mm-hmm. and the examination of our habits and all these different things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's... You know, comedians get canceled so quickly right. because they're trying to make a point over this stuff, and we we get triggered, and we and and we immediately say, "Oh, this person will never work in comedy again, or will never have this." Again. And right. it's like it's like, don't don't do that. Don't in do order that. to be able to be groundbreakingly funny or to be able to freely think, you have to risk being offensive. Yes. You have to. You have to push the you boundary have to, in you some way. You can't not risk that because then everything is just bland. The biggest, the most creative things, the the most, even in music, like if you look at music, like the theme to Star Wars, mm-hmm. the music from Star Wars, the music from James Bond, the music from these iconic films have to stand out for some, because... They're they're different. Yeah, they were different than something. They may have been borrowed from something previously before, but repurposed and reimagined, and creative. And well, you have to you have to you have to ha- have risk in order for something to be successful. Well, I would even take it a step further and say that if you look at the progression of. Um, music over the centuries in the European style, how we got from Baroque to Romantic mm-hmm. to Classical and so on and so forth. Classical to Romantic. Oh, is that way? You gotta go. Oh. Baroque, Classical, go romantic. romantic. Sorry, I'm, I need a nap. 1600 to 1750, Baroque, right. 1750 to 1820, Classical, 1820 to 1910, Romantic. And then and then we have uh, post-romantic, the 20th century right. harmonic practice and all that stuff. Of yeah. <laughs> Um, that involved risk. Yep. Okay. We, we. How many times have you and I been in a music theory class where the assignment was to write a four-part chorale? Mm-hmm. You know, using the techniques of of this particular uh, style, mm-hmm. and it's like you're you're losing points on your assignment because you're taking risks right because you are taking risks that they were afraid to uh-huh. take and that's how the music was written back yep. then and then it wasn't until that metamorphosis into that new style mm-hmm. where people were like oh we can start to do that now like yeah like that's it's an oversimplification but it's the truth but every time advancements are made it's because risks were taken and and it's you once you know the and I not that that not to say that it's not important to know the rules of common practice period writing music, but if you know them well enough to break the rules creatively, that's something. You teach that in the same for the same reason that our our history and social studies uh, curriculums or curriculi no curriculums right? curricula curricula is it. I'm going to go take a nap and think about it. Um, 88-minute nap. An 88-minute nap. That's why they teach about slavery. Mm-hmm. They, they, they want to report the facts. Right. Doesn't mean we want them to keep doing and, it. And they want us to not repeat it. Right. Right? Yeah. So that's, yeah. It just goes back to, it goes, and, and so, so now, 
in the you know were people taking risks with we will rock you and the star spangled banner sure okay sure they were but how they were repurposed or well we will rock you yeah repurposed into something that it was not meant to be possibly maybe I don't think we can say with any certainty that we know. We can't get inside these guys' heads. Yeah, we can't, and we can't. I, we I mean, can't speak to the. And I'm not saying that Queen is. I, I think they're super talented. Oh, absolutely. Okay. It, 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 it. But, but it's the way that this, the this, it's become a stadium anthem, and sort of a driving mechanism behind. Supporting a team by by inadvertently supporting violence. Well, look at it this way, okay? Take out the verse of that song. Just stick to the percussive nature of the Mm -hmm. boom boom chick and the chorus of "We will, we will rock you." Mm -hmm. Put only those up in your stadium. We are, by the way, playing devil's advocate here in terms of canceling. We don't want to cancel. We will rock you. We're just saying, like, why hasn't it been why, with if, context if of yeah, everything if we're else? We're so concerned about all this other stuff. Right, exactly. How is it that this has has right. missed it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's more. That's that's more of sort point. of that's our disclaimer but, at the end of the episode. Right. But, <laughs> very true. If you've gotten this far, thank you. Number if, one. If you can read this, you don't need glasses. <laughs> But if you think about it, without the without the verse, with mm-hmm. just the percussion mm-hmm. and the chorus, the refrain, is that not in itself violent, poor sportsmanship? Just basically a crowd mm. of fifty thousand people telling a roster of visitors, "You're in trouble, buddy. Mm. You're going down." Mm. Is that not in itself? We talk about this all the time. Cheer for your team, not against your opponents. Mm. Could we will rock you be cheering against your opponents? That's interesting. And by that standard, should it be canceled? Hmm. You know what I would submit? I would submit that... If we were to rank stuff, mm-hmm. okay, in order of importance or priority or whatever, mm-hmm. to if if we were to never play, we will rock you again because of that stuff. That to me would make more sense than worrying about some of the other stuff that we worry about with the cancel culture. Mm. Okay. Because I see that argument of saying the tune promotes bad sportsmanship and violence through the through the template of cheering against your opponents for them to fail rather than for your team to succeed. But can I bring up a counter argument? Sure, to that? that's why we have the show. Could it in it could it in a way motivate your own team? It very well through, could. I was through, thinking that you know it could motivate your own team mm-hmm. and place the other team at a disadvantage at it the is, same time. It is certainly possible. It is certainly possible because it could raise the overall adrenaline of yeah. everyone in the venue. 
It is certainly possible. I, I don't discount that argument at all. I think that's a very plausible argument. I think the reason that I came up with the argument that I did, though, is because of... The, the nature of the lyrics? Yeah, the, the force vector, if you will, going towards them. Right. It's not... When you say you, mm-hmm. when you say we will rock you, mm-hmm. you're not singing for your team. Right. You're, you are it's directing not like, that... Against. We will rock us. We not, will rock it's not, all of us. We will, we will support you. Okay, <laughs> Sing it! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's so, so I, that, to me, I would, I would argue that mm. and, and ask people to consider that through deep thought more so than some of the other stuff that we deal, deem to be so inappropriate. And again, I'm not saying we should cancel it. What we're we're not saying that. We're saying that just think about it. Just yeah. think about the nature of the lyrics. Think about within the context of sportsmanship, think about the nature of the lyrics. Think about you know blood on your face, you big disgrace, put you in your place. You know, within the context of a friendly competition, kind of warps it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it is. It is. It is ultimate trash talking. Right. You know. Um, yeah. I, I. 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 It's almost about consistency to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so many, so many things in the cancel culture, and or in in many parts of our culture, lack such consistency. I mean, we we look at different people sometimes, and their lack of consistency in our own lives sometimes irritates us why do you do this for that but not for this why you know Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff it's in in this case it's why is it that this stuff has to be canceled but we don't even consider this stuff right you know unless the argument is we haven't gotten there yet you know and that could be very well maybe we'll be be the impetus for that and then we're going to be apologizing for a while right (laughs) we're going to become canadians sorry 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 (laughs) Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Drop the biscuit, eh? <laughs> what? Isn't that, isn't that a, a hockey thing? Drop. Maybe. Biscuit being the pot. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Put on the sweaters. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's about this. It's about that. Yeah, yeah all right. Blame Canada. <laughs> Blame Canada. For all their hockey hubba baloo and that bitch Anne Marie too. Blame <laughs> Canada. <laughs> That's South Park. There you go. There's another example. But South Park. They haven't been canceled. They have a disclaimer, though. Yeah. See? And they make fun of everyone. They are a model of consistency. They are, you see? Because they consistently push those boundaries. And, you know, you talk about the things where you have to be pushing boundaries to be edgy and to to make, you Mm -hmm. know, they're still going. Right. You know? They're They're, topical. They're they're, they're on top of it. They're almost grandfathered in. Yeah. Can you imagine if Seinfeld or Married with Children or pick any sitcom, mm-hmm. um, Sanford and Son, you know, yeah. like, what, pick any sitcom. All in the family. Yeah. Oh, my God. All in the family. Even the Golden Girls. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's. You make an argument about happy days for crying yeah. out loud. Okay. The Golden Girls took one of their episodes off Hulu because it, it here here's a great example. So there was an episode where Dorothy's son Michael was getting married 
to one. He was in a he's in a band, okay. right? And the vocalist is uh, a four, he's like twenty one or twenty two or something like that. And the person to whom he was getting married nice. was forty one or forty two, like twice his age, okay. and and black, okay, right? So female, I'm assuming. Yes. Okay. And so there was already racial tension in the episode, right? Mm-hmm. And there was there was one scene in particular where the I think her name was Lorraine, okay. the one that Michael was going to marry. Lorraine's mother and aunts came over to meet Dorothy, uh, Michael's mother, and Blanche and Rose walk out of the kitchen with foundation on their like dark foundation on their face, like healing cream, right? And they and, and the 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 joke there is that they were in blackface, blackface yeah. right? But but the the episode got banned because of that because of how that joke was perceived. Yeah. Not the fact that they weren't actually doing blackface within the show. It was inadvertently misconstrued that the that Lorraine's mother would have thought that. Yeah. And and that's not even the way it was received. So it was it was through a series of not saying blackface is appropriate. What I'm saying is that it wasn't that wasn't the purpose. Yeah. Over the original purpose of the skit, right? It was to show the mis. It was the, the 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 comedy behind the misconstrued nature of what happened, right? It was a comedy of errors. errors. I see what you did, there. right? Yeah. So so that, but the fact that we were so quick to cancel that means that we didn't look at the context of the joke, right? That it was not meant to be offensive to. To to Lorraine's parents, or it, it was meant to be. It was meant as a miscommunication, and the and the scene was not even. It was like a, maybe a couple minutes long, so again, not saying it's appropriate, but we fail as a society to look at context. I feel, mm-hmm. and this and this episode was made, and that that would never fly today. No, never. Because of because of how we are, you, you say, we say it all the time. Look at how many classic movies mm-hmm. and shows and cartoons, right? Okay, how many Looney Tunes cartoons? How many sitcoms right. would not fly today? Yeah, because of that. History of the World Part One, mm-hmm. many Mel Brooks movies, yes, Blazing Saddles, oh, yeah. okay, uh huh. Those are classic movies. Mm-hmm. And yet, we they will never fly today because mm-hmm. of that. Even Steve Carell of The Office oh said that we would never be able to do this half these episodes, half these episodes today. It's, it's just it's, and The Office only ended in what 2015, 20, something like that, 2013, something like mid the mid teens. It was it was quite recent, shall we say? Yeah. But the point being that time has not. It's not like we're taking something from the 1970s mm-hmm. and asking it to, it to fly today. Right. You're saying something that ended less than a decade ago right. could not fly today. That's yeah. how much the, the context of our culture has changed. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it, 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 it all comes back to that, that trigger nature, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, because we could, we could like, 
I feel as I'm going through the Rolodex of all that kind of stuff, you know, like I think about the stuff about the cartoons that have been canceled and things mm-hmm. like that. You know, like think about how many Looney Tunes cartoons could not be shown today for so whatever many. reason. Okay, so many. And and granted, in those cases, we're we're dealing with kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, like I think about, you know, like there there were there were tons of. Bugs Bunny, Elmer Fudd, Porky Pig, Daffy Duck, that kind of stuff that did things like use blackface. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's that's of a different nature, mm-hmm. I think. But, you know, you hear these arguments all the time. I watched Wiley E. Coyote and Roadrunner my entire childhood yeah. and never thought of using a stick of dynamite from the Acme Comp- Corporation was right. a good idea. Right. Okay. Did I ever tell you I actually saw a coyote chasing a roadrunner once? Is, is that... I, 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 I'm serious. I was on a golf course in Arizona. It was my dad and I we were teeing up. I forget what the hole was we were on. And I see a roadrunner running across the fairway. And then right behind it, a coyote was tra- chasing it. I think the only thing you could say to your dad at that point is, "Can I have another beer, please?" He didn't, he didn't see it. He didn't see it. He didn't see it. He was too busy teeing off. Doesn't like, matter. Dad, did you, you just see it? literally, or at that point, you know what it is? It's what I did when that crow stole my uh, my granola bar. Right. That, I, I just I what? Okay. okay. All right. One. <laughs> uh, thank you, Mr. Ryan, for that fantastic mm-hmm. joke. Yep. I think there's no better place to end this episode than yeah. with your story of the Roadrunner and the the coyote mm-hmm. in Arizona. Yeah. So, uh, this is good. This is good stuff. Really I mean, good. it's really the really most the most important thing here is that we're trying to spark conversation. Yeah. And we're trying to we're trying to promote empathy mm-hmm. in terms of saying, um, don't be so quick to cancel. You can have your opinions and you can choose not to be around stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if other people, you know, want to have the conversation, at least it's 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 helpful to have that conversation. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So. It's an open-ended thing. It's never going away. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, think about We Will Rock You next time you're at uh, your favorite sporting event, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? So, uh, Sean, thank you. Thank you. And uh, as always, everyone, uh, osafoundation.org, podcast at osafoundation.org, facebook.com slash osafoundation, Twitter and Instagram at osafoundation, hashtag how you play the game. Talk to everybody real soon. And until then, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.